Good morning, Tappers. Good morning, Tappers. I'm working on my vibrato. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't it such a great way to start your morning by, like, irritatingly hearing Tappers? <laughs> I that mean, would drive me crazy. I mean, it is a good morning because Karma Tap is posting, and it's also Friday, TGIF. Oh, my God. Mm. So excited for this episode, Megan. We have a great episode planned for you guys. But first, Megan, how was your Valentine's Day? It was pretty boring. Yeah, same here. We don't really celebrate the Hallmark holidays. Yeah, see, my thought is that you should treat me like every day is Valentine's Day. Right. I mean, we are the ones around here making the fucking coin. So (laughs) they should be waiting on us hand and feet. (laughs) Well, Nick definitely makes more money than I do, but... (laughs) Well, you know... You gotta start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just because I I always see that like oh man I gotta like care about my wife for a day. It's like <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah. Back to my comment about starting somewhere. We are definitely in the starting phase. <laughs> Still. <laughs> of what? Crime on tap. Oh yeah, yeah, we're on season two and we're we're still just little babies. Yeah, we're still babies. We're still starting to try to make that coin. Yes, we have not hit big yet. Where we're like big YouTubers, we make you know three hundred thousand a month or something. Yeah, not even close. But on one of our stories today, it actually involves like a blogger, kind of like the same realm. Like we're podcasters, like bloggers, but she definitely makes a lot more money than we do. So we'll get into that a little bit later, but we thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of Crime on Tap, TGIF. You guys, we're almost through the week, almost to the weekend. So thank God you are here joining us on another episode and suffering through another anchor ad later on. <laughs> Don't you love hearing my voice though? You're probably looking forward to it. You actually probably fast forward to get to the ad. Yeah, it's fast forward to the ad and then come back to the intro. Yeah, <laughs> which we have changed, but I think it's a change for the better. Yeah, for sure. But if you guys are not sick of us yet, go over to Crime on Tap Pod on Instagram to be sure to be kept up with the latest Crime on Tap news. Season two, we are, as we've been saying, stronger than ever. We are posting consistently. We are over on the Instagram, engaging with our tappers. If you want to DM us, go right ahead. We love to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. We love to hear feedback. And mm-hmm. as long as it's positive. <laughs> yes. We are always taking suggestions. If you guys have any suggestions, just DM us. If you guys got a case in your local area that you want us to talk about, we are down to talk about it. If- oh, yeah. That would be fun. Right? We're hopefully on season two. We're better than ever. I do feel like around, I mean, season two, we are, I feel like we're like professional. It's like riding a bike. We just know what to do and what to say. Right. It's just like, like so good. <laughs> but already, Megan, how about we get right into today's episode with our first segment, The Poor Before the Four. Yeah. <laughs> So here on Come on Tab, not only do we keep you guys updated on the most current up-to-date news, but we also like to have a little on-tap moment. So Megan, what are you drinking on today's episode? So today, I'm drinking something different. Oh, okay. I'm drinking some red wine. Oh. It's the uh, like Inferno brand because it was aged in whiskey barrels. Wow. So it's like deep and like rich. Well, I'm sure you're taking notes from the wine gods as we talked about on our last week's episode. 
Oh yeah, Russell Brand, uh, not Russell Brand. <laughs> Arthur. Arthur Brand, Arthur Brand poured it himself for me. Yes, we are acknowledging the wine gods today. Yeah. <laughs> well, similar to you, Megan, I am drinking a nice glass of Riesling because it is late here, and a Riesling puts me right to bed. So mm-hmm. that sounds nice. All snuggled up. <laughs> You know how they say to drink like a glass of chamomile tea before bed? Mm-hmm. I would much rather drink a glass of Riesling wine to put me to sleep. <laughs> I don't necessarily think you should do that every night. Well, Riesling is known as like a calming, relaxing wine. I love that for the both of us. We're both enjoying a nice glass of wine for this episode. So without further ado, Megan, let's shift it into gear. Hot toppies are here. Yes. Oh my God. I'm get- that segment is growing on me. <laughs> last time you're like oh my god it's so awkward i don't know and you're like the best that's ever happened to me (laughs) well like side note keep forgetting about the other segment we have the florida man segment we got to start adding those in oh yes they they're always coming out with gold out there because i've heard from a few tappers aka patrick he loves the florida man segment so oh okay we gotta give the viewers what they want we gotta give them what they want all right so i'm gonna jump right into the first First gear, Megan, let me get into, you know, just ease into this episode. Let's get into a little Joe Exotic news. Have you seen Tiger King season two? I sure have. Okay, I watched, like, we watched the first episode. I just, it wasn't as captivating. I had a hard time getting into it. Like, I haven't watched an episode since. I'm sorry. Well, it gets really good. Okay, so I should give another shot. Well, I'm not going to, I don't want to be over here be like, I love Tiger King. I mean, it was captivating in the sense it's, like, kind of, crimey like there's crimes involved so i loved it mm-hmm. okay All right. but they keep you on like the edge of your seat like you want to know what's going to happen and they definitely got me they got you they got you yep. in their clutches they got me but regardless joe exotic he is still on his mission to get out of prison back in the early 2020 election phase when the whole campaign to get joe exotic pardoned before trump left office that is in the series season two. Oh yeah i did see that part i'm wondering why trump didn't just do it what do you have I to lose well i don't i mean yeah i guess i with trump's like character i definitely thought he was gonna do it but he didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> so i guess Aww. he had some some decency there <laughs> so now joe exotic is in jail and he has prostate cancer this poor guy Yes, apparently it's early onset prostate cancer. He has stage one, which means it hasn't spread to the rest of the body. It's solely in his prostate. It's probably pretty treatable. I would say prostate cancer is usually pretty pretty treatable, especially if you catch it early on. So Right. But the one thing I don't like about what he's doing is that he's kind of using cancer victim mentality to try to get out of prison early. So Basically, Joe Exotic's in the news right now because there was a recent judge verdict where the judge only knocked off one year of his 22-year prison sentence for the conviction of a murder-for-hire plot to kill Carol Baskin, as we all know. Now, from Joe Exotic's attorney and Joe Exotic himself, he is pleading with the judge to let him out because of his stage one prostate cancer. Also, he has an early onset of an autoimmune disease that's apparently affecting him. So he's basically using his cancer and this immune disease, immune system disease, to plead with the judge to get out early. Are there medical records reflecting these things? I think I think it's, yes, okay. I think it's accurate. 
Because I know him. I feel like he loves attention and will use anything he can to his advantage. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, how convenient of him to get cancer and to plead. (laughs) Right? Like, how convenient of him to get cancer and to use that as an excuse to get out of his prison sentence so he can live a life. Well, honestly, I feel like it's even like, I don't want to say better, but like you get all the treatments for free in jail like i would say wait until you have all your treatments and everything before you start trying to get out because i'm pretty sure you don't have to pay for that i mean he's pleading with the judge to let him free he says please don't make me die in prison waiting for a chance to be free bro you have stage one the chances of you surviving are pretty significant also he's pretty narcissistic what about all the other people that are dying in jail but him don't but me right i don't want to die in jail yeah i mean that's why i had to like preface in the beginning that i'm not like a tiger king joe exotic stan mm-hmm. it's just in the news and we're reporting it but uh yeah so basically the story is is that the judge knocked off one year of his 22 year prison sentence and that's where we're at right now and i'm assuming that he's gonna keep fighting not only in his cancer battle but also to get free. <laughs> well, and he's 58 now, so he won't be out of jail until he's, what, 89? No. Yeah, no. 79. 79. Wait, that's an even number. Oh, no, no. One. Yeah, 79. <laughs> I know. I feel like he just Woo! took that one year off as a pity. <laughs> right? Yeah, so he can do it for his 80th birthday. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, all right, Megan, shift it into second gear here. What do you got for us? <sighs> Sorry, I just had to take a glass of my, or <laughs> sip of my oh, wine. That was a gulp. <laughs> so mine is just like a little interesting thing that i didn't know about okay so there's this thing happening this epidemic that has caught the attention of president joe biden (gasps) and new york city mayor eric adams i thought okay last week you were like i don't know nothing about eric adams this is all i know is that he was in a meeting with joe biden about this (laughs) (laughs) okay and so they met to discuss the wave of gun violence plaguing america's cities Mm -hmm. and one of the big topics that has really you know contributed to this uptick in gun crimes and inability to prosecute gun crimes or find people is this thing called ghost guns yes which megan as a second amendment supporter as I am, I had no idea anything about ghost guns. So I'm glad you brought this topic to light. Well, and I didn't either. And I didn't even think about this being possible. But I mean, think about the advancement of technology. Of course, this is possible. So right. what ghost guns are, are unregistered and untraceable homemade weapons that are made with a 3D printer. Oh, my God. I didn't know they were made with a 3D printer. Yeah. So that's why these guns, like, they don't have any records about them. You know, they don't have any serial numbers because you always see in like crime shows, they're like, oh, the serial number on this gun, we could trace this back to Jim Bob Jr. I mean, again, it's going back to what we talked about last week with like the black market for artifacts or whatever. They're called providences. We're talking about deeds and titles with homes. Now we're doing serial numbers on guns. It's all about that paperwork here on Crime We love (laughs) We love organized history of material things. So, yeah, we we, we love to know the origin story. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, Megan, let me give you what I found as my definition for ghost guns, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty funny. I got their firearms assembled from kits that do not have a serial number. Now, when I read that, I was like, is this like a meal kit from the Kello Fresh? <laughs> Yeah, it's a subscription service. Yes, yeah, like, can we get a sponsorship for one of these ghost guns? Honestly, 
at this point, I would do a Ghost Gun sponsorship. Yeah, I don't. Well, that actually is another part of it that I was gonna like touch on, and mm-hmm. this the 3D printer stuff is the like new technology, of course. But another thing about Ghost Guns is that people are able to like convert parts to make them into bigger guns. So, like a, an example would be a legal semi-automatic handgun into converting the parts, mixing the parts of other guns to make a machine gun. And this only takes like 45 minutes. And there are even YouTube tutorials on how to do this and to print guns. And it's taking 20, 30 minutes. Well, I guess I never even considered they can print like assault weapons because they're like 3D printing homes. Yeah. Well, and I feel like my friend has a 3D printer that he uses for like models and stuff. And it's really like interesting like he can make like doors that work with hinges he can print hinges like it's really intricate but i feel like well you see that's when you say 3d printing that's what i think of i don't think of 3d printing assault weapons or like houses like i think of like small scale (laughs) items Mm -hmm. well it's like they're they're printing the parts you know to construct which makes me think these aren't just some random like gang bangers looking for like a gun these are like like I've I've seen like uh, YouTube videos about using a three D printer. It looks freaking hard. Yeah, don't you need like some degree for that shit? Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. And so it makes me think there's like these. I just imagine these like Silicon Valley nerds mm-hmm. that are three D printing guns and selling them and are just like living like Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, they got they got pissed off with their bosses or something, and now they're like criminals selling on the black market, selling these ghost gun kits as like sponsorships well and then you know they're gonna be dealing with criminals so they're gonna be in over their head and it's gonna be you know mm-hmm. it's like, i've already written the movie i mean it's just another episode of ozark literally <laughs> and breaking bad and all of those yes <laughs> so last year this is like how prominent they're starting to become 300 ghost guns were confiscated in Baltimore, 455 in Chicago, and 225 in New York City. And those are just the ones that they've, like, been able to take. Imagine the ones that they can't find that are out there. I mean, yeah, I feel like definitely, I think from the things that I read, politically, I think both sides are on, I feel like Republicans are not like, let's hunt down the ghost guns as a main priority. But, like, I feel like both sides are like, maybe this is a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, because you, you can't control who has them. You can't control, like, like turning a semi-automatic legal handgun into an illegal machine gun. Like, you can't yeah. control those things. And, like, the last thing we need is more people with access to guns that can mass kill. Like, that's mm-hmm. the last thing we need. So, and then without, like, serial numbers and tracking and everything, you can't track right. who commits crimes with these guns. So, yeah, it's... But I really don't know how they could stop. They could really stop people. They can't outlaw 3D printing. <laughs> Well, I was reading, they were like, well, even if you stop somebody with a ghost gun, it's not going to stop them from obtaining another gun illegally. It's like catching and discovering anything that's illegal. Like, how do you do it? Well, I think the part about ghost guns that's scarier than other illegally obtained guns is that there's no record of them. You can't trace them. Yeah. I think that's right. the scary part of like illegally getting like a serial number gun that's just scratched off. Like there are ways to figure that out around that or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Hey, Megan, all you need is a cell phone ping and you got yourself a salt case. <laughs> and, a, um, and a doorbell camera. <laughs> Yes, that's all we and need, and we can fucking solve world hunger. Footage. <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right, is that all you got on ghost guns? Yeah, that's all I got on the ghosty on the ghosty goose. Well, Megan, I really hope you keep us updated on the statistics and how many ghost guns are confiscated from these bad guys. Oh my god, boom boom. Getting the boom boom pals off the street. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, Megan, I'm I am getting into third gear here and we are gearing up for the story of the week, I think. My Which, God, who is she? It's a little older of a story, but it's Miss Cardi B. <sighs> she got so much going on all I, the time. This story is kind of shocking because I didn't even know what was going on, and it's been going on since 2019. Oh, I definitely just heard about this as well. Yes, and it's it's kind of insane. So if you guys have not heard, this might be a couple weeks old, so I'm getting kind of to it a little bit late here on Karma Tap, but there's also some new updates <laughs> on it. But Cardi B has recently won a $4 million defamation case. Cardi got her feelings hurt a little bit here. <laughs> I have to say, I was so surprised that she won because defamation cases are so hard to prove. Like, people threaten so that all hard. the time. And it's like, oh, that's that's never going to happen, you know? Like, you have to right. prove, you know, her words caused me to lose money and, yes. and st- stuff like that. So it's really hard to prove. So she must have had some damn good lawyers. She did because she won that $4 million. Back in 2019, Cardi B sued this woman by the name of Tasha Kebby, who is a celebrity blogger. And I don't know who this girl is. I know. And I'm on the YouTube circuit. I've never heard of her. Yes. Apparently she has, uh, she hasn't reached a million yet on YouTube, which honestly these days, if you don't have a million on YouTube, are you even relevant? Why are you suing the small town YouTuber? Does she really have that much of a reach? Right? Maybe do the videos have a lot of views? I wonder. A woman by the name of Tasha Kebby has been ordered to pay Cardi B $4 million in her defamation case. Now, like I said, this has been going on since 2019. And apparently, Tasha has told her followers in the past that Cardi B had herpes and also has spread other false narratives, including that she cheated on her husband offset. I had to take a breath there for a moment because I don't know if you know if you guys know this, but my disdain for the group Migos, which includes Offset. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I remember. <laughs> yep. So honestly, Cardi girl, if you cheated on your man Offset, like don't sue me, but like I would be totally fine with it. Support yeah. it, hundred percent. Because he doesn't, he doesn't do anything for that damn baby. Nonetheless, she's also spread rumors that Cardi B has used coke was a prostitute and she fucked herself with beer bottles as a fucking stripper oh yeah that was i was like he better say that one because that one i was like what the <laughs> this is some creation of someone's imagination <laughs> right and now cardi b has said that all of these accusations that miss tasha was claiming has caused her immense anxiety panic attacks it's called her suffering fatigue weight loss migraines and it's caused her to go and seek a therapist now what i'm thinking about this so you know like i feel like other celebrities have had worse have had more worse things said about them you know when i first read this i was like okay cardi b you're, you're being a little bit soft you know well, so i'm thinking i'm like so now everyone's gonna sue their haters right so i did read more into it and cardi b i mean she definitely came out and talked about this and the like success in winning this case where she was like we need as celebrities to put a stop to people defaming our character um and not only just stopping people like tasha b who is a blogger whatever she is but also to the media putting out false narratives and trying to defame characters of these celebrities 
which I think also goes into cancel culture. I don't, I feel like when you're a public figure, that that's like the the price of fame. I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm. I think cancel culture. I mean, I don't even want to talk about that because I'm sick of hearing that damn phrase. Right. Which is funny because Cardi B's daughter's name is Culture with a K. <laughs> <laughs> she do that on purpose i don't know i'm like mm, you're asking for it apparently it really hit cardi b hard and i mean she went after tasha b with these serious defamation accusations and she won well and i say something that she had on her side because i know this from judge judy that if you're going for like pain and suffering you need to keep a diary pretty much of on this day this is how I felt when I saw this and this is what I did about it. So her saying like, oh, I weight loss. What else did she say? She went to a therapist. Like Migraines. This, this and this. Migraines. Like if she has record of all those things, that's like the only way to win these type of cases. So yeah. I don't know how she did it. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like this is the case where it's like really it could have went one way or another mm-hmm. to prove that you were actually suffering and you were financially like burdened by the words that she was saying. I mean, I guess it was hurting her character because I guess fans were questioning whether or not it was appropriate for Cardi to be kissing her baby culture if she had herpes. Oh, um, oh man, that that yeah. that is sad. That would really hurt. To but hear it's that just it's just shocking. Like how much I'm like I'm questioning because I didn't even know about this woman Tasha KB. Like, how does she have enough credibility to even make these accusations? Right. Uh, That's my question, too. (laughs) You know, this wasn't like Beyonce or like Rihanna being like Cardi B has herpes. This was some like no-name blogger who's just out here trying to get attention. Mm -hmm. Under a million views. Or under a million subscribers. Mm -hmm. So the update that I want to bring you guys today is Tasha KB has come out and has spoken about the verdict of the case. And... I don't love her for what she did, but Mm -hmm. she is relentless and I love her for that. (laughs) So apparently she is claiming Cardi B and her attorneys are a machine that was driven by corporate interest (laughs) and has tried to squeeze them out of everything that they own. I'm sorry, but does she know that that's what court is? (laughs) Right? She's claiming that this case was meant to drain her financially. And she has said it has not drained her financially. So she's like torn between being like, oh my God, I'm so rich. You did not do this to me to like, oh, I want attention and I want what I want. So I'm saying this is the, like, it's well, very. Like, well, when I first heard about this case, I'm like, okay, does this blogger have $4 million to pay? Like, that's like us, like getting sued by Cardi B for $4 million. Like, my life is done. I don't know what yeah, to do. Same. I would have to start a GoFundMe. But like she came out and she was like, we are not financially drained. And I know y'all may be thinking this is over, but this is just the beginning. <laughs> that's what she said. Well, and that's what corporations do to like little people. Cause there's, there was, I think it was like Roblox or something that like kid game with the squares. Yes. And they sued a YouTuber for like defamation and stuff. And their plan was to, you know, just bring him to court to drain him of legal fees, even if he won. Well, and think, um, why she... he was able to pay it. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, honestly, they make a lot of money. I mean, we're out here trying to make that money, but yeah, <laughs> not really working for us. But um, I think if she, because she was pleading like not guilty, 
and she was pleading that like what she said was true so i feel like if she just like succumbed to cardi b's accusations and what she was claiming then she wouldn't have had to pay four million dollars but that's why she paid four million yeah she stuck to her guns (laughs) i mean and she's still sticking to her guns because she has said that they intend to take this case all the way to the Supreme Court. That just seems a waste of everybody's time, but okay. She just had to pay $4 million and she's saying this is just the beginning. Uh, well, she must have something stashed somewhere. I don't know. I mean, she must be making good money off sponsorships and brand deals from the attention she's getting from this case. Yeah, I bet you she has more than a million followers now. Uh, right? And I mean, I was watching the YouTube video of her giving like her her claims on the verdict and people were sending in like super chats and like d- giving her money and being like, we support you girl. Like we stand behind you. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> is she worth it? We got to start some controversy. Right. Get some money. Um, and I guess I'll end this. I'll end this story on this. Tasha has said that this is my life and I will spend my life fighting for my livelihood and our first amendment right as human beings. See, here's my thing that I feel like people don't understand about the First Amendment. Yes. Freedom of speech and not freedom of consequence. Mm, I mean, girl, a jury just convicted you of defamation and you had to pay $4 million. I don't think what you did was your First Amendment right. Like, it's over. (laughs) Yes. But, I mean, she is relentless. She loves the attention and she's bringing this to the Supreme Court. So... Yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on uh, Tasha Kay. But, um, all right, Megan... How about you get okay. it into the final gear? The final gear. So this is a story that happened in California, in Oroville, California, which is near Sacramento. I hear it's a small town and we love small towns here on Carmenta. Okay. It cannot be that small of a town because they have a mayor named Chuck Reynolds. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say my town does not have a mayor. They're like, you guys have a mayor? I said no. Oh my God. Well, everyone in this Oroville, <laughs> California is like... It's such a small town, like nothing ever happens here. Like it's the opener for a snapped episode. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you do not count. I um from a rural a very major rural state. <laughs> and you ain't seen a small town if you think you are Oroville, California is a small town. Okay. <laughs> That's that on that. We don't have a bus station. We don't have a Greyhound bus station Megan, like this town. Megan, let them have it. Let them have it. Someone died. Okay, sorry. So, a suspect is in custody after five people were shot on a Greyhound bus behind a gas station convenience store. Oh, that Greyhound, they'll always get you. So, we find out first by Mayor Chuck Reynolds, who puts out some Facebook posts that there's an active shooter. (gasps) The whole town's on lockdown. I'm like, I'm sorry, but putting out a Facebook post, that does not seem like, (laughs) I don't know, official enough for me. Right. So the county sheriff said the bus stopped behind the AMPM, which I think is the convenience store, after yeah. the altercation. So it was like while they were driving, they were shooting. So then the bus driver pulled over <laughs> behind the convenience store. Yeah. So the gunshots were astronomically loud and he had to pull over. Yes. He's like, oh my God. It's like on a school bus, you know, when the school bus driver is like, you guys are talking too loud. I can't focus on driving. <laughs> Like your shooting is too loud. And you can see his eyes glaring at you in the mirror. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I was a chatter, if you could believe that. Oh, yes, me too. In elementary school. Oh, my God. I was talking to everybody. I got something (laughs) to say to everybody. (laughs) Always talking in class. So the suspect 
before police got there, fled to the nearby Walmart. Again, it's not a small town if you have a Walmart. The end. Well, I want to know, was it a super Walmart or was it one of those ones that has like just a freezer section? That's a good point. Is it the Williston mm-hmm. Walmart or is it the Ticonderoga Walmart where they're open 24 hours? Right. <laughs> That'll give us a good insight into knowing how big of a town Oroville is. Mm-hmm. I like how this is what we're focusing on. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the so, real story here. Yeah. The debate on the small town. <laughs> yeah. So at, as he flees to this Walmart, he gets into a physical altercation with another customer, but there's mm-hmm. no gunfire or anything and at some point before being taken into custody he stripped his clothes off and it was very incoherent so i'm thinking like pcp or something we're gonna need to follow up on this damn story because i need to know what dark he was on definitely and so he was uh booked and taken into custody i have the reasoning did we say his name i don't want to say it because i don't want to be racist my article just says the suspect Okay, his name, Asadi Coleman. And what do they sell at Walmart? Coleman. Guns? Oh, Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> like guns? guns Megan, guns? I'm putting, I'm getting the facts together. I'm putting two to two together here on Carmata. Okay. Yep. So that's why he ran to Walmart because he's, last name's Coleman and he's trying to get the Coleman coolers. <laughs> but it is alleged that uh, apparently on the Greyhound bus before it was taking off, he was a little finicky and he was showing signs of paranoia. And apparently he was on the phone and there was an argument and he, once he hung up the phone, he was showing signs of being agitated and showed aggression towards the other passengers. It is also said that he thought that somebody on the bus was a police officer. So in my notes here, I put somebody, he thought somebody was a knock. It was a <laughs> was a knock. Uh, from the heat, are you a knock? Are you a knock? So apparently he thought somebody was a knock. And it apparently led to a confrontation. And then that's when he started boom, boom, powing on the plot, on the bus. And also one of the people that was shot was a minor. The 11 year old was struck. There was also a pregnant woman that was struck, two other men, and then a 41 year old woman died. I just want to say Greyhound is just like me. And they made a statement. Okay. Yep. That's irrelevant. Wait, was, was the statement on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not check the Oroville Facebook for this statement. And Greyhound said it was saddened by the events. That's all they said? Well, I don't even know why they felt like they had to say something. It wasn't like the Greyhound bus shot anybody. I mean, there could have been a conspiracy between Greyhound and the shooter. Oh, like their buses aren't safe because they just let anybody on or something? <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a pat down or like a metal detector prior. Oh, they also said, sorry to add, our thoughts and prayers are with all those who are involved as we continue to work closely with local law enforcement. The end. They didn't give like a free ride ticket to the victims or what? <laughs> I doubt they're ever going to get on a Greyhound bus again. Thanks for your thoughts and prayers, but I'd rather get a fucking free bus ride. Yeah, your thoughts and prayers are not going to heal my broken femur. <laughs> yeah. So something I think we're going to follow up on the story is that they didn't say what kind of gun he had. Was it a salt gun? Or was it a pistol? Was it a ghost gun? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it a was it a semi-automatic legal handgun that was turned into a, a legal machine gun? Right. Was it a 3D printed kit gun from a HelloFresh mm-hmm. kit? <laughs> oh my god, do not defame HelloFresh. They're going to sue you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, HelloFresh. Please sponsor us. Oh, also, I was reading Megan. Apparently, he was like showing off his gun to the passengers. Like he was like raising his shirt and be like, look what I got. Like, don't fuck with me. Oh my God, this guy sounds crazy. I know we're like poking fun about this 
story, but like, could you imagine being on the, on that bus and knowing that he had a gun and he's being agitated by a phone call? Then all of a sudden, boom, boom, pally raps. Like, I don't even know what I, I would like do. I feel like if he was showing the gun and the bus wasn't moving, I would have exited the bus. I feel like, yes. honestly. I don't play with that shit. Yeah, I don't fuck around with that shit. Like, don't be showing me your boom, boom, pals and then being all <laughs> sus about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that sentence was a different language. <laughs> I love how we are just referring to weapons as boom boom pals. Because <laughs> I'm mature. <laughs> <laughs> We're mature with our stories about crime. Crime on top. Well, Megan, I love that story. We're going to keep up with Mr. Asadi Coleman and if he got mm-hmm. his cooler at Walmart or not. Mm-hmm. Or and, he... and the size of their town. Yes, in the size of the town. I guess we have to do more research on the size of the population. When the last census was done, we got to figure out more details about their town. Absolutely. But I guess, well, Megan, I want to put this, I want to put this potty into neutral for a second. Uh Uh-oh. Because I feel like we have on our notes here, Britney Spears update. And I feel like we just have to talk about her. Well, my update was just saying that Jamie Lynn is doing her press circuit. Yes, she is. Her book and Britney's not having it. She's like, you're lying about me. You're riding my coattails as usual. You abuse me. You're the scum of the earth. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Well, if you guys have not heard, Jamie Lynn Spears is officially a New York Times bestseller. Oh, yeah. uh, For like Christian inspiration books. With her book titled, What I Should Have Said, or something. Is that even the name? Well, there's one part that I, like, feel bad for her, because she was like, my sister was so famous, I never felt like I was loved or important. And I feel like I can honestly, like, understand that. Yes. You know? I could, that is sad. Oh, it's, yeah, it's Things I Should Have Said. Things I Should Have Said. And Brittany came out with an Instagram post, as she usually does. Like, that's where we get all of the tea from Brittany in the latest, what's on her mind. But she basically was calling Jamie Lynn scum of the earth. How convenient of you to be a New York Times bestseller with your book after I was just taken out of the conservatorship. And it really is convenient. Like, how convenient, mm-hmm. Zoe 101, that you got pregnant <laughs> and couldn't continue the show. Yeah, maybe you would be richer if you didn't get pregnant and ruined such a good show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and she wasn't even the acting of her was not even that good it was all chase chase carried that tv show i mean and there's also i mean chase could have impregnated her that's always my <laughs> what i always say is that chase and her i mean yes they barely even had a first kiss but they could have took it taken it farther next summer and she could have got pregnant like they could have carried they, it on they could have turned the like nickelodeon show into like it was like degrassi like yes. like growing up like kind of like how iCarly has done which i still need to watch the like continuation of because they have like grown with their audience it's more like adult now yes um now megan i have to ask did you listen to one of my other favorite podcasts here on spotify the caller daddy podcast where she had jamie lynn spears on and did like a tell-all interview i heard about it i did not listen to it though yeah it was really hard to listen to honestly why it just (laughs) jamie lynn spears is an interesting person and she's just not good at being truthful are you saying she's a lying bitch i think she's a lying fucking bitch And well, she's trying to make that coin off her sister. Like, she has all her life. She don't know what to do, what else to do. Right? I understand what you're saying, how she was, like, oh, not... Like, how could she ever be in the limelight when her sister was Britney Spears? Like, I understand. But she likes to be like, I couldn't be my own person. Like, I couldn't do anything. I was just... 
following her coattails. Like, what was I supposed to do? And, like, that's how she makes it seem every time. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah. like, girl, you were on all that. You had your own Nickelodeon show. You know, you had everything going for you. And you like to be victim and say all this shit. But, yeah, I thought it was, like, I stand Zoe 101 so hard. But, honestly, I never really realized how much of a disdain I have for Jamie Lynn Spears. Yeah, she definitely was not Zoe 101. And I don't know, did you hear Nicole from Zoe 101? Like, has come out and said multiple times that she was a bully to her on the show. She never included her in everything. She was mean. She was like a mean girl to Nicole. Mm -hmm. Well, isn't that why she left? And didn't the actress who played Dana, she left too. But I don't know if that was related to that. I don't know the full story. I just know that she was like, she was a mean girl, basically. And I mean, Mm -hmm. just listening to Jamie Lynn Spears in that podcast interview. Oh my gosh, she seems very irritable just listening to her. You know how when people talk and they just like try to like exaggerate a story to make it sound more truthful or believable? That was her. Mm-hmm. You have to, I, I think you just have to listen to it to understand because it's more of like the ways she says things and like her mannerisms that make you want and like her fake crying mm-hmm. that make you be like, um, God, you are just ridiculous and like this is why nobody believes what you're saying well i guess i definitely need to listen then yeah so i guess i mean that's a good neutral story if you like i'm just done with the bitch mm-hmm. get out i mean I, as crime on tap we know we are here for the free britney movement and we are not here for the uh, jamie lynn spears tell all this is britney's year we're ready for her to be back on tour and jamie lynn park it as a wise man once said 15 years ago leave britney alone yes i wonder where he is now and i hope that he's finally at peace i think that's a good place to park it yeah <laughs> we're gonna park it we're gonna put her right in the park let's put her into park megan that is this week's episode of crime on tap we hope you guys enjoyed happy friday once again you know what i will be doing i will be over on crime on tap pod over on instagram posting about the new episodes coming out megan oh my god that's so exciting <laughs> follow us at crime on tap pod listen to us on spotify apple and more the more well i recently discovered there's a lot more there's more than just spotify and apple there's also google podcast there's this one called breaker there's also this other one called overcast and there's also this one called radio pulse <laughs> damn we're on all of them i didn't even know we're on all them and we actually are thank you anchor thank you anchor (laughs) you're doing the most not really yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um all right megan signing off from crime on tap we'll see you guys next time where Where crime crime is always always on on tap tap. (laughs) 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 (la